0: Hello, hello, my magical friends. Welcome to this week's Witchful Ways podcast episode. I am Annika. I offer you the insight guidance tools and an amazing membership that allows you to live a magical life every single day. So this week, I want to talk about casting spells. And then we're going to go into, I'm going to give you five little tips that you can use to work magic that actually works for you. So first off, let me say that no matter what your practice is, it's always a you do you witchy poo, right? Like that, that is my mantra. Like, there is nothing that you can do in your practice that is not perfectly timed and perfectly worked to your personal energies at that moment, Hopefully that makes sense. Like, I understand that for those people that are just starting out on their path, there's a lot of Google searching, right? There's a lot of looking up, I need a spell for this, um, and asking in Facebook groups, right? Like, who has a spell for this? And I absolutely love the sharing that happens with them. And I, you guys know, I share a spell of the week in the Living a Magical Life Facebook group, right? Like, But I always say that those things should be used as guidelines. And why do I say that? Because the spell was written by a person, right? Somebody wrote that spell. When they wrote that spell, they were working on their emotions at the time. And they were working on their emotional connection to both the ingredients and the the ritual itself, right, the process of casting, those all were tied in with that particular person's energy, perspective, and outlook in the moment that it was written. So if you do that, that doesn't mean that your emotional connection is going to be at the level that it was for the person that originally wrote that. And hopefully that makes sense to you guys. I, I know it makes sense to those of us that have been practicing for many moons, right? You have to be emotionally connected. That raises your energy, right? That raises your vibration. It's all emotion. Moves your energy and your vibration up and down. So if you don't have that connection to what you're doing and to the ingredients, then you're not going to have full power. It works for somebody else, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work as well for you. Magic always works. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Magic always works. It may not work in the way that you intended it to, but it always works. Okay, so let me talk for just a minute about spellcrafting and spell casting because there is something glorious, right? Like there's nothing like casting a spell. And I have to say that as we move along our practice and move from, you know, new witch or seeker to crone, um, your practice, what you use, what you decide works for you is going to morph throughout that entire time. Kind of like when you were young and you thought something was really gross as a food and then as you grew older, you were like, oh, I'll try it again. And then you're like, hey, that's not so bad, right? It works for me now. Same kind of thing. So what you give attributes of an ingredient to now may change 10 years from now and know that that's perfectly okay. And that's why I always say as well that... The traditional correspondences, again, just like original spells, were written for somebody else's connection and what their energetic connection and their idea of what this ingredient meant. If it doesn't work for you, if it means the absolute opposite for you, then you use that ingredient in the way that you connect with it. Okay? All right. Always you do you, witchy-poo, right? (laughs) So let's go back. Casting a spell. So... When we think about prayer, right, we think of that as it's a very polite request in a way. A spell is absolutely almost opposite to a prayer, right? It's not, I humbly ask for this, you know, what I need if it's in alignment with divine will. That That's a prayer, right? A spell is bold. A spell is my will is divine will. What I ask for, I'm going to receive, like, as it will, so it shall be, right? Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are telling universe that you expect it to be delivered to you. And that makes a bold statement. So when you're ready to manifest something, when you're ready to bring your heart's desire into creation then you need to create it you need to craft it you need to bring it into being you need to work with one god all source whatever you call it and conjure it right up for yourself now you have to be aware though that to truly be successful in your spell casting you have to choose an intention that's in alignment with your true divine nature not your ego and you have to understand where your power comes from From the earth, the cosmos, the elements, and all that is. And then we also keep in mind that the powerful aspect of the spell is never the spell, right? It's not about the words, it's not about the ritual, it's not about the movement. It's all about the intention behind the spell and the energy that gets shifted during the spell cast. The spell is essentially just a framework that allows you to focus energy towards your goal and shift energy according to what's going to help you to manifest you to achieve or receive that goal. I mean, spells work because they have a powerful effect on the subconscious mind. Our thoughts, feelings, the expectations that we have, and the beliefs that we hold have a huge effect on the conditions that we experience and the perspective that we live our lives But a lot of those thoughts, feelings, expectations, and beliefs are, of course, rooted in the subconscious. And that part of our subconscious mind, right, it isn't available. It's not accessible to us in everyday consciousness. So it can be difficult to alter it without some way of sending your mind into that mysterious place. And spells can take us there. And the rituals of our spell cast can take us there. They allow us to change the coding that defines our everyday experience and existence. But with whatever spell you choose to do and how whatever the modality is that you choose to, to cast your spell, do it with playfulness and have fun. All of those things keep us open up to divine support and, and potential and positivity. Even if the spell is for something that feels kind of heavy and very important, like maybe healing for a sick loved one or manifesting money uh, to pay the rent, do your best not to take it super seriously, even while feeling that deep sense of need. And if you forget to say something or you drop something or you spill something, laugh about it. It's no big deal. It doesn't have to be, you know, some like bad omen that says that the spell can't work just because things didn't go perfectly. There is never anything that you're going to be able to do. You're not going to make some fatal mistake that's going to bring about undesirable uh, consequences. That That's Hollywood movies. That's not how it really works, right? As long as you choose your intention that's in alignment with your divine desire, and again, setting your ego aside, right? And as long as you work within your spiritual beliefs, practices, whatever your system is regularly, and I do that and I mean that by living a daily magical life, right? You have absolutely nothing to fear. Okay, so let's get into my five tips for working magic that actually works for you. So the first one is... To remember, not the first one, but the pre-first one is to always remember that when you are working your spells, magic always, always works. Again, it may not work in the way that you expected it, but it will absolutely work in the way that it'll most benefit your best self or your highest self. Okay, so even when things, when you do something, it doesn't turn out quite the way that you wanted it to, it often leads you to a realization of what you do not want, and allows you then to tweak your next magical endeavor um, to move more towards what it is that you are working to bring about for yourself. Okay, five ways to manifest your desires. First one, again, you have to align with your most authentic intention, Take your time, find your hidden power, the place where you know exactly what will contribute to your most ideal and perfect desire. So think about what gives you like that tingly feeling when you consider it, when you think about it. What makes your heart sing? What, when you think of it, reminds you of waking up on Christmas morning or your birthday and knowing that you're going to get exactly what you wanted. That's the sweet spot and that's where you start your magic from. Two, find the ways your intention has already manifested in your life. So we have to remember that vibration is what attracts things into our life and feeling is what shifts that vibration. So if you want to work your magic, and want to work magic that works, notice all the ways that your intention is already present in your life, right? Law of attraction. If you're, for example, doing a prosperity spell, then you want to bless all the money in your bank account. You want to bless every dollar that you spend. I just put a post up on Facebook and in the Living Magical Life Facebook group that says, you know what? Every time you, Every time I make a purchase, I spend money. I say... For every dollar that I spend, it's multiplied back to me times 10, right? Like you keep that mentally blessed and gratitude of what you already have, no matter how much it is, if it's three pennies in your pocket, right? You bless your home, your supportive friends all the things that you treasure as belongings, you already have a lot of wealth in your life. So you have to notice it, feel it, be gracious about it, bless it, and get ready for more to come towards you. The next one, three, let go of the need for your intention to manifest. That is a hard one. Sounds a little weird too, but this is solid gold right here. Like if You might think that you're doing a spell or a ritual um, is kind of the equivalent of uh, writing a letter to Santa, right? Or writing a letter to the universe. You're requesting a certain kind of support, a certain kind of action, a certain kind of something to fall into place for you. But that letter is never going to get to its destination if you don't finally drop it in the mailbox. So that doesn't mean that you don't have to take Steps in the mundane world. That doesn't mean that you can just drop the mundane actions, right? Your mundane actions have to support your magical endeavor and vice versa. You have to work very hard on occasions in order to contribute to the manifestation of your goals. Again, if you're manifesting a new job but you never put out applications, it's just not going to work that well. <laughs> but that just means that from an energetic perspective, It's important not to feel desperate or panicky about the results and what's going to happen because that actually sends out a vibration of lack. On the other hand, if you want to work magic that works, it's important to take action with a grounded sense of confidence and calm. So daily meditation works well with this, but... It can't be a panicked, right? Because when you're panicking, you're focusing on what you don't have or what bad is going to happen. We don't panic about the good stuff that's coming. We don't worry about knowing that we're receiving and that we're going to have abundance. It's a lack of and that pulls our vibration down. It's a hard one for some people to kind of work with and absolutely understandable but number four you still have to expect that your intention is going to manifest so you have to let go of the need for it but you also have to totally expect it (laughs) how hard is that right so do you need your favorite ice cream to be in the grocery aisle at 7 p.m tonight No, but you probably totally expect it if you go to the grocery store at 7 p.m. tonight and go down the ice cream aisle, right? You don't need to find, you know, chocolate bars in the candy aisle. But there isn't probably any doubt in your mind that if you go down the candy aisle, you're going to find chocolate bars. Magic works because reality is fluid and our expectation about how well our magic will work has everything to do with how well it actually does end up working. When you know it's going to work, it absolutely does. So that makes it a little bit difficult, right? So you got to let go of the need for your intention to manifest, but you still have to expect it to. So basically, that is reminiscent of living thinking that as in the plane of it's already manifested for you, right? I always say we get past the expectation and actually look at our desires from the other side of having already received them. That's where manifesting super speeds itself. And the last part, number five, is to make every aspect of your magic fun. Fun is the secret sauce of the magical game right? Or the magical salad or burger. I don't know, but it's fun. (laughs) When you're choosing your rituals or you're crafting your spell, follow the fun. Take the ingredients, the visualizations, the chants, the dancing, the timing, and all other aspects that make your inner child do a happy dance, because that is going to light up your magical energy. And it's going to keep you in the ideal mindset for amazing magical success. And then we have to remember, of course, that we're all connected, right? So when you manifest your goals and achievements and desires, what you want from your heart, you bring about those for yourself, but not just for yourself, also to everyone's world. So we have to go out and manifest the best magic that we can actually work for ourselves. So those are my quick five tips. And of course, I go into them deeper in each one in the uh, sur- uh, the circle membership, which you can find out all the information on the website at witchfulways.com. Have a wonderfully magical rest of your night and week, and we'll talk to you next time.